Hello, welcome back, everybody. This is、uh, Fountain Pen and Stationery, Season Three, Episode Eleven. This is your host, Frank. This is your other host, Collins. How are you doing, Frank? Besides that very, very, very sour lemon water,、mm, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Just, just for context, I saw Frank right before this recording take a sip of his cup and then immediately could not speak for the next five minutes because he put. Apparently, one to one ratio of water and lemon juice. <laughs> okay, the lemon from my backyard wasn't this sour last time. <laughs> okay, that's all I can say. It was not this sour last time. But well, it is now. Yeah, let me take that sip. Okay, yeah, no, I need more water on this. This is yeah. <laughs> oh god, this is pretty bad. You gonna have a little lemony raspy throat? This is like lemonade, double concentrated, without sugar. You, you didn't add any sugar. Okay, that's pretty bad. No, not sugar. <laughs> you know, usually you just drop like a lemon slice into your water, and that's it. You don't need to. <laughs> no, this is this is already half a cup of lemon. <laughs> All right, Frank. All other right. than your uh, your uh, lemon concentrate water, what's up? Um. I'm okay with the rest. I I need to find the.、Uh, I was very disappointed. I'm my、uh, my own combo of choice when I tried to get a pen to、uh, check slash signature ready. Huh. <laughs> okay. Because I I noticed one of my pen was having issues with、uh, signing checks, and I thought with the、uh, Pikachu and the、uh, really wet, um, with the really wet pigment ink, it will work. Nope.、Hmm. Still doesn't work. I think I need to slap on down to the、uh, Kona pens and hopefully、uh, and see if it works or not. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I have overtuned titanium、uh, <laughs> nib on the Kona, so it should be wet enough.、Mm-hmm. Actually, talk about Kona. They kind of disappeared on us for a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen them pop up too much on my radar in terms of.、Uh... Pens. They have like ever since they made that interesting filling mechanism, they haven't really done much else with it, right? Um, it's mainly originally they had the manufacturing, and because like Kona, the pen itself is a side project for all the people involved. I see. Like people in the factories and the owners, it's a side project. It's a it's a labor of love, but it's not their main. It's not their main thing. And when COVID broke out,、mm. they switch.、Uh, well, first of all, even before COVID, they had to do like they were thinking of a retooling, redesigning because there's some fitment issues with the Conid.、Mm-hmm. Um, but once COVID broke out, I think their entire factory they 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 do plastic stuff, right? So I think、yeah. their entire factory shifted to PPE gears for COVID. So I think. That basically knock、um, making pens into a very very minor priority of their production setup. You know, I I am happy that we're talking about them. I, I mean,、uh, sorry, I should say I'm a little bittersweet about us talking about Conid、uh, because I haven't looked at their website in a long time, and they have some fantastic limited edition pens. Have you seen some of these? I'm gonna post it right up at the top. Just check this out. Like this is insane. 
Which ones? I just posted it in the document. No, let me see. It's at the very top. In fact, I'll paste this one too. This one's really nice too. Oh yeah, the blue pearls. That is the older one. That is yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking beautiful. <laughs> oh, you didn't know about them? No, you, you I didn't. About these before? No, I'm like the pearlescent, like, look of that is. Yeah, they have a pearlescent one. They also have the uh, the gentleman's. I think there is a gray one that has kind of like a dragon scale. Yeah, I think I posted that as my next one. Although that one's more um. Uh, pentagonal, yeah, yeah, pentagonal. You should see the um, the Conan original designer on the Fountain Pen Network. Mm. He has his own collection of experimental material of Conan pens. That'd be a fun uh, thing to <laughs> throw up. Yeah, I believe he has one with. The uh, Taboli, uh, a, a Taboli uh, celluloids that I want, the blue black. <laughs> yeah, he has that one made. I see. He's never see, gonna sell it. Clearly, but. a labor of love on the side. But I mean, like, none of these pens are available right now. They're all sold out, and you can't even order it. I think there's one that is sold not on their website, but the. Uh, the GMP Conid? Wait, no, that's Gentleman one. I believe it's a red one that is available for sale on the alternative websites. Hmm. Maybe. I can't find any for sale, though, on their website. So, but I mean, it's a shame because I remember you got the Conid uh, way back, like, what, five, six years ago now? Yep. And I was planning on getting one at some point, but. Yeah, now you can't even get one. <laughs> At least <laughs> they, not at the moment. They say they're coming back a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And then a couple months ago. <laughs> and then a couple months ago. Uh, oh, it just keeps getting pushed back. So I, I don't yeah. know what's going on there. And hopefully they will return soon. But uh, yeah, that's their current uh, situation. Well, we should keep an eye on that whenever they come back. Yeah, I'll let you know if I ever see it. Uh, it is really unfortunate that they... Well, I'm, I mean... Oh, yes, it's unfortunate they had to stop making them. I mean... Uh, yeah. Yeah, making PPE gear is a good thing for their business and also for yes. the general population. So it's just unfortunate that they, they, they had to stop production because the uh, assembly doesn't work out. Yeah. I'm just looking at the, the craftsmanship on the gentleman's pen like just the etching on the grip it's like that's fantastic yeah yeah so i would just watch out for that they're um oh i gotta say something uh someone state that the conid's uh filling mechanism has uh existed for a while no no no, no. this is one of the red Reddit threats, but no it did mm -hmm. not exist for a while <laughs> that's what makes the conid one special because it is a piston system that is not used or not developed prior to this mm -hmm. so when you're going that it's a big debate about patents and we'll talk about patents later in regards to uh, fountain pens but uh if there's anything they like any pens that has a, a patent on their current designs conan is probably one of them for their filling system because this filling system is new 
Now, to my understanding. You, in, in, for those who are unfamiliar with Conid, since you actually have one, I think you can speak to it a little bit better. Um, what differentiates the Conid filling mechanism from like a normal piston filler? So the uh, Conid's, uh, let, me, let me take it out. Ah, bah, bah. Okay, so the interesting thing slash unique thing about, oh, wow, this already evaporated uh, quite a bit. Um, okay. <laughs> it Conid's, is a demonstrator. It is a demonstrator. I have a full demonstrator Conid uh, minimalist cut, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. Um, what is interesting about the, uh, they call it bulk filter. Uh, bulk filler for Conan is the fact that this is not your typical um, piston filler in which, like typical piston filler, you have a spiral, plus a spiral rod basically in the back. And as you twist them, um, you're basically using the spiral shape. It's like a, to, it's like a screw. Yeah, to, to it's like a screw, right? To drive the piston downwards and forward. Mm-hmm. What Kona does differently is that it has a titanium um, center, a small, very tiny thin rod. This is probably like what, uh, two, I would say two millimeter diameter. So you can see it. Uh, yeah, I can see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, roughly two millimeter diameter um, in the center, a titanium rod. And then this rod has a little screw or a little. Uh, yeah, little little something a magnet I can screw onto, and the pistons in the pen actually detaches from the main rod, and uh, you had to basically release. And the rod also, by the way, the rod in the front also act as a stopper. Per if you if you ever remember, if anyone have used the Pilot A two three, there is a. Um, mechanism in front that stops the ink from leaking out in a plan or uh, you, you will stop the flow from between the nib assembling to the actual reservoir of the pen, right? Mm. The, the actual tank of a pen. So this rod, you had to disengage it and then you turn, pull all the way back and you re-engage the rod with the piston mechanism, with the, the piston that is currently sitting all the way in the back of a pen. Once you, in, once you, disengage, once you uh, engage into the piston, and then you can push the piston forward and backwards to refill your pen. Um, so the unique thing about this is that, first of all, the entire piston mechanism, it, it requires a higher manufacturing tolerance but this will use much lesser volume of your pen, like in terms of mechanism size versus um, versus your uh, actual ink storage space. And I'm watching the video again, just because I obviously I don't have the Conid, right? Um, yeah. It's it's almost like you took the the concept of the piston filler plus. Uh, a vacuum filler and just kind of found the best parts in between two and and merge them together. Right. And um, yeah, it, it kind of got the best of both worlds. I guess it's easier to, it's easier to fill mm -hmm. compared to a vacuum filler because it's not as aggressive when suck out ink. So it can use a little bit, um, at lesser foe of a bottle, per and se. You, you, you can, I'm guessing you can. You have greater control over how much you wanted to fill, Correct. right? Correct. You can you know, also control how much you want to fill. 
you can also feel much slowly so you can kind of drip onto your nib and just pull backwards like if you are at the very last few drops or first last few millimeter of your ink yeah so you have a overall a very very good control over how much ink you're filling or not filling do you find that it's easier to clean too than your um actually either your vacuum filler or your piston filler? This is much easier to clean. Yeah. That's this what is I so much easier to clean. <laughs> I had to be in fact it is too easy to clean that sometimes I tried I used to clean this too fast and some water escaped the O ring and went to oh, the okay. back of a pen. Oh wow. So yeah, you had to kind of disassemble a little bit to clean it up if you if that bothers you. So if you have a cone or if you're thinking of buying a when you Conid. Conid. <laughs> it's a shame that Conid died because of COVID. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um not died, I should say. Um I say is on died. hiatus. Is on, on hiatus. hiatus. I think so, whenever they come back, um I definitely need to get my hands on one. Yeah, yeah. They also have the uh I have the Minimalistica, uh, the Minimalistica, they have a uh, king one, I believe it's called the, there's a regular, there's a king size, and there's a giraffe. The slim line is the regular, but just like much thinner. Minimalistica is uh, kind of similar to the regular, but the Minimalistica is, what's the best one for me to say? It, it has a very modern design aesthetic. Yeah, it, it is more... Minimalist. Circular, it's more it's a little more rounded, per se. But there's less parts, and you have of course a king size, which has a very unique uh, filling mechanism. Because I think this one, the nib itself, um, oh man, it's been so long. I looked at it, I forgot the exact mechanism for the nib. But there was, and the the tricky thing is, I remember there was an improvement I had to do on the nib unit. Because hmm. it is something about the um, they will seal when you are on the airplane, like the oh, action of capping itself will actually seal the nib, so you won't you don't have to worry about leaks. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, every time you cap or uncap, you kind of prime the nib too, so it gets really wet when you first start writing it. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a king size. What was and the um? What was the because because you can't buy it right now, right? So you don't know what the prices are, and I'm sure like if they go back on sale, the prices will probably increase, given how the nature of stuff like this is now. Um, but what was what's what was like the average price for the minimalistic back in the day? Mm, using the exchange rate back then, I believe I paid five hundred five hundred something USD for a minimalistic. Okay. okay. So so it's on the upper end of the uh niche pen price. Yeah, it's a little bit higher. Uh, yeah, you'll certainly say it's definitely a little bit higher. Um So very the, likely you're looking at four digits if you're gonna think about getting the king size. Yeah, I think the king size is definitely four digits. This yeah. I think it used to be nine hundred something. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure by the time that this comes out it's gonna be four digits. I mean, that being said, like, I'm looking at the blue pearl. That looks, yeah, I can see why that would be four digits. <laughs> yeah, so. It defies photography how much it's shining. Yeah, it's a very unique material. So, um, yeah, so, uh, what I can say, we, we, hopefully they return some. Yes, hopefully. All right, so. 
We are, you know what? Let's let's skip this topic uh, for the time <laughs> being and let's just move on to the one that's more raw that we'll come, we'll come back to this. Talk about refilling mechanism. Yeah. Twispy versus Narwhal. Did what? you read about what's going on? I don't. What, what's going on? Um, it is is basically Twispy suddenly have outburst of um, claiming that Narwhal and to some extent uh, um, Mahjong and uh, uh, what's the other brand that is under uh, Twist, uh, Narwhal, Mahjong and uh, the one that got hot water with the uh, with Koweko. Koweko. last time. Yeah. Oh, you mean Moon Man? Moon Man, yeah. Um, it is kind... Uh, some people speculate that they are made from the same factory in China. You mean Twisby and... Uh, no, uh, Narwhal... Moon uh, Man and Narwhal, Mahjong. Moon Man and Mahjong. Well, I mean, Moon Man and Mahjong is the same brand, right? Okay. And uh, some people are expect uh, some people are suspecting that the uh, narwhal just outsourced their manufacturer to Moomin slash Mahjong's factory to make their pens. And uh, the main thing is um, narwhal's pen design per se is actually uniquely different. I think I need to reacquaint myself with the narwhal pen designs. Here we go. Yeah. I think we've I think we've sh talked about them a little bit before. Um yeah, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking specifically right now at the Narwell I'm not going to pronounce I'm not going to try to pronounce <laughs> that, but the 365 limited edition um it's got like a wood it's got like a wood exterior with like an ink window. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So overall, um, Narwhal's design is fairly... Uh, it's fairly unique. I, that one's... The shape is not... Of course, I mean, fountain pen at the end of the day. <laughs> when it's a cylinder, <laughs> pen is a pen. Yes. But like, you know, like the uh, last... What's that one called? Their... Not the cold ones, not uh, not this one has a little submarine windows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah I, I I definitely remember the submarine window. I remember saying that that was very unique and very cool. Yeah, so they have their own design criteria and design um, looks, um, which is great. Except that that's not what Twispies has issues with. Okay. Twispy all of a sudden has issues with the mechanism that was using Narwhal. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people listening to this already kind of know, but they are claiming that Narwhal's piston mechanism is too close in design to the Twispy one. Okay. They didn't say, okay, they didn't say that it is exact copy. They say the design is too similar. Okay. I mean, 
Frank, what is your opinion about this? Because I have my I have an opinion immediately when hearing this. First of all, it's piston filler. Okay, piston filler at the end of the day is a piston filler. Yes. <laughs> I mean, screw screw piston fillers. Like 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 that's a very generic technology. It's a very generic technology that predates back to like nineteen sixties, nineteen fifties. Yeah. For fountain pens. Okay. And in fact, the one that everyone copies nowadays are Pelican's piston filler. Yeah. Which ironically, Twispy admits that they copied <laughs> when they first started. But here's the, the here's the thing that I'm thinking about immediately, right? Like the the pilot custom um the vacuum filler, the pilot vacuum filler. Yeah. Everyone was saying that the Twisby one is an exact replica of the pilot one. Correct. So that's so, the irony, isn't it? So what the heck is going on? <laughs> I don't know what hit Twisby on the head all of a sudden, but yeah, I mean, is very hypocritical when they call out the uh, narwhals copying their mechanism when they have a exact copy of the uh, pilot A23 vacuum filling mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, in fact, the uh, disassembly tool used for uh, the VAC 700s for Twisby can be used for pilot. Yeah. Can they have a same tolerance? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, what, what is this like? Oh, you know, I can copy off people, but then, yeah, but I you can't even, do it. But it's I don't even I would, it would be interesting to me to see if Narwhal was actually deliberately copying Twisby. Maybe I mean, is there any documentation or is there any proof? I don't think so. <laughs> and the main thing is like, so. One of the main things I can think of is either um one second, uh, my monitor keep going off for some stupid reason. Um it's all right. One of the main reasons I can think of what got Twisby really angry is the fact that it might have been they realized that they somehow copied their mechanism mode to mode. But I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I kind of doubt it. I mean, maybe, but like Mal John and Moom has been doing that for such a long time. Uh, they have their piston filler for a while now, so why mm -hmm. else something that you're gonna cut on Narwhal for it? And, Not to mention uh, that, like, like I, I firmly believe that like no one is buying Twisby for specifically for their uh, filling mechanism. No, it is, it is not the main reason of purchase of Twisby. Actually, no, is it? Because they're one of the cheapest. Actually, well, I, I might, I might they, be walking they, back my people statement. People are buying Twisby because it's a cheaper option. Yes. But they are not the only cheap piston filler nowadays. I mean, like the PBS has also a piston filler that's super cheap. That is fair. But maybe that's why they feel the need to fight competition. Only we can have cheap piston fillers? That's that's ridiculous. 
I don't know, man. Um, so so what happens is that um, Crispy have made an announcement letter to all the suppliers and uh, tell the supplier that they cannot stock anything that's made from Narwhal due to the uh, copied mechanism. And mm-hmm. uh, if you do, if you do stock in Narwhal, they are going to cut you off and you will no longer be able to stock Twispies. Like they basically, they ban you from being their vendors. Right. They're strong-arming the, the dealers. Yeah, they're strong because they have a larger pen share. That's what they think, yeah. basically. Uh, which they do compared to, say, the, the size of Narwhal, but they're certainly not the majority pen share of any kind of fountain pen company. The, Twisby is no pilot, sailor, Mont Blanc. <laughs> well, I would say they are, they, they are a decent selection and a decent income source for no, Of course, yeah. definitely. Uh, I'm just not too sure they have enough sway to pull that kind of move um, overall. So because of that... By the way, I don't think any other company has made a statement yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the very, I, I think everyone else is kind of just playing. Like, if we ignore this, let's say this business <laughs> over. If we don't uh-huh. make any make any official statements, maybe this will go away. Turns out that uh, Penchalet <laughs> decided to make a uh, tweet about it. So Penchalet in in this in this tweet is effectively saying that they have no plans to stop carrying narwhal pens um and so because of this they potentially once they sell out of their stock of twisby pens they potentially may not be able to sell anymore correct so this is from two days ago today is today of a recording is what the 2023rd mm-hmm. so on the 21st penchalet made a uh tweet slash reddit post saying that we will no longer get any more shipment of uh, Twispy if Twispies were to be trusted <laughs> and uh, yeah I you know honestly I fully back I fully back that <laughs> that stance <laughs> <laughs> I mean there is a point that you gotta draw the line right if yes. if one if one manufacturer telling that if you want to carry my stuff and you cannot carry their stuff, like where are you gonna cut off the line? Right. Like if if you allow manufacturer A to do this, when does manufacturer B to do this? When is manufacturer C is gonna do this? I mean, from mm-hmm. to, to my understanding right now, there are certain companies that requires you to that has certain criteria to meet. For example, I think Mont Blanc requires a certain certain display of if you're a storefront luxury, Mont Blanc requires yeah. you to to have a certain kind of uh storefront to be yeah, able to carry you need it a front you need the actual store which is i think why Goulet never is able to carry Mont Blanc yeah and uh same goes to sailor i mean sailor finally made up with Goulet's but before that sailor required you to carry their entire stock of items Mm. to make you a supplier if you you cannot pick and choose <laughs> if you do one thing you gotta do everything for seller so Which like every manufacturer has their requirements but it shouldn't be hinging upon who else that you're selling and stocking right i think twisby is one of the very first one that does this even calwaco <laughs> when they go around the back to claim someone's uh property uh company name mm-hmm 
they didn't even do this. So, um, yeah, I fully back uh, Penchale on this move because um, I think that's pretty ridiculous. Very, um, what's the word? Uh, double standards of Two's Beam. And I mean, I, I'm I'm also pretty biased in this, where I didn't like the two Twisby pens that I bought, and I return I either returned them or sold them. So, um, but that's that's my opinion, and that's my bias. I mean, personally, I think Twisby is a fine brand. It's it's okay brand. I'm gonna say it's mm -hmm. a fine brand, but I say they are they're a good pen for their price. They have cracking issues that may still need to be solved on the barrels, but. Other than that, they are not a bad choice for semi beginners that yes. work like so like or serial color collectors because they, <laughs> they keep releasing limited pens too, right? They keep releasing limited colors. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and, and they're one of the cheaper options for getting a piston filler. Like if you want to have that kind of filling mechanism, and it's a demonstrator. So like if you like it, that like that's an entry point. Yeah, and they're 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 despite the fact that they have crack barrel issues or some quality control issues, <laughs> they do stand behind their product. They fix it out. Like like I'll give credit where its credits due. Uh, Twisby before this, they are very well. I wouldn't say very well. They are a good reputable pen company. That if you are willing to put up with some of their flaws, they are not a bad buy. Just this kind of action ruins their reputation. Yeah, just a little bit. Especially when you when you're trying to pick on this brand, um, Nautilus, that they clearly have a a um like Narwhal, it, they clearly went out their way to try to not is is okay, I'll be let's let's say say that up front. Narwhal is a Chinese pen company. Sure. They are manufacturing in China. Um the very early few copy has a little bit of tolerance and uh, quality control issues, but I believe they are better nowadays. Mm -hmm. But they do make unique pens, and they yeah. have collab with unique colors. And it's about having the design, right? Like that's that's the hardest part of having unique designs um, in a fountain pen right now. So. I fully back Nautilus or yeah, Narwhal pens here. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, Penfather made a statement. I don't believe any other company made a statement yet. So we'll see about <laughs> that. Let's see. Yeah, this looks really good. What kind of? How much? How much is a Narwhal pen? It depends on the model. Um, yes. Typically, <laughs> it will go from $90, $90 to $130. That's not bad. That's, that's, oh, let's go to the store. The store is separate. Oh, I see. You can only buy them from... Well, let's go to Penchale. <laughs> yeah, you can go to Penchale, of course. So <laughs> we just covered it. Ghostbot, Penchale. Um, there's a lot of different companies that carry them nowadays. So the Nautilus specifically is a hundred and fifty. It's very unique. It definitely looks like a submarine, which is so cool. Like they really got that down. Yeah, and they have their um, recent um, 
recent brand called, say, stuff like the uh, Shanghai, which is a uh, sparkling blue, black, white color as well. Ooh. Oh, man. This is giving me... Um, this this Nautilus Voyage pen is giving me uh, 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 Ocean Swirl vibes. I'm going to paste it right under the link here. You seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is the... Uh... This is a Shanghai edition. Wait, is oh, it? this is a Shanghai edition. Is that is that? There's three different colors. Um, yes, I There's... can't remember which color this one. It is New York, Shanghai, and New Orleans. I don't see. Oh, available in these. I think the Ocean Swirl one is New Orleans. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's New Orleans. New York is the the more bright color swirl one, and then Shanghai is the darker one. Yes. Yeah, New Orleans looks pretty good. Yep. Um, I think there was a site that had it cheaper before, but this is no longer, I can't remember which site it was. It was a European one that had them for 15% off. Oh. I'll post it when I can find it. But, yeah, I mean, Curtis, I would say, if you want to pick up a normal, they are really not a bad choice in today's standards. And uh, they have the Key West fountain pen, and those are like 41 bucks. Granted, the review wasn't... They're, they're, there's a little bit issues with those pens. Those are the earlier pens that has a little bit issues. You mean like their their standard like um, acrylic entry. pens? Yeah, yeah, they have a little bit of uh, quality controls on the nib unit itself. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you buy it from like a uh, pen maker or a uh, nib smith, they'll probably tune up for you, which shouldn't should be solving the issues. Yeah, not bad. All right, so I guess we talk about our next one. Which is the, uh, I think this one caught people by surprise. Like, caught quite a few people by surprise. It's the Easterbrook Cosmic Wine. Yeah, you showed this to me the other day, and I'm like, this is, this is kind of like what um, the, what's, what's the, what's that? heavy steel pen that's ten dollars jinghao yeah the jinhao this is like the fancy version of the jinhao <laughs> in a sense yeah is this a gold nib let's see no st steel nib this is a steel nib but it looks good like um it, it it really catches the light all the little sparkles inside the pen yeah and the thing about the easterbrook pen is that the uh their pen always comes in different sizes right so there's oversized there's normal size and uh so it depends on the pen size you can, you can buy it in different colors and the uh, different sizes mm -hmm. 
the cosmic one, it is a, a very dark purplish red color with the uh I believe those are middle flakes inside it. Yeah. It is a little hard to describe or how to, how to uh have the proper image. Like if you could imagine like those satellite images of like galaxies, like distant galaxies, and then you condense that into the body of a fountain pen, that's kind of the sense that you get. Yeah. So honestly, I like it. I, I like it quite a bit. I think it's, oh, it's limited to 500 pens worldwide. Mm, so very limited. That's actually very limited. Yeah, it's supposed to be very limited. Um, if you want it, you can try to get it. I they are the, available. Uh, available. They're available in a lot of places. Um, the diameter body is 15 millimeter. And the grip is 10.5, 10.8. So it's a slightly bigger version of the pen. <laughs> and they are typically like 350 to $316 that you can find online. Depends on where you look. Yeah, steel, these uh, steel nib pens have been inching up in price over the years. I think it's the uh, material, the, the body. material. Yeah, yeah. the body is. You're paying for the. You're not paying for the nib. You're paying for the the body and the. Yeah, they're they are certainly not getting cheaper. No, <laughs> definitely not. All right, so here's a cheap but pretty fun one. Yeah, I saw this. Uh cute. It, this this gives me um. The uh, pilot Kakuno, pilot Kakuno vibes, right? And this is the uh, we're talking about the Exceller nineteen eleven Profit Junior <laughs> Fountain Pen. Yeah, I did not, I did not even look at the name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, nineteen eleven Profit Junior Fountain Pen. Is it Profit? I I I don't Profit maybe. <laughs> Profit, yeah. Is I mean, I feel like that may be a better name. Yeah, profit maybe. But profit if if you named your product the the profit model, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is okay, so this is a demonstrator pen, actually. And uh, is it wait? Is it demonstrator? It looks kind of like a color demonstrator. It looks like a cloudy uh, uh, body, but I can't. There isn't a better. Maybe there's a better image of this somewhere else. I'm looking because, around. Um, so far, the only person that has really okay is a clear one. Yeah, it's a demonstrator. It's there a demonstrator. Is, there was an anteater version I'm looking at right now on Etsy. I will say the rabbit one's cuter. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But, you know, it does exist. And it gives you this. The product images for the one on Etsy show you that it's clearly a demonstrator. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a demonstrator. So what this pen has is a clear demonstrator. The name is called, uh, actually, in fact, it's not just two, it's three. Three different ones. Yeah, there's multiple different ones. There's an anteater, there's a, is that a golfer? Yeah, it's a golfer. 
Yeah, and either rapid. I don't know what the heck is this one, the third one. It's it's a golfer. It's, it's a, a guy golfer? putting a golf ball into a flag. Oh right, right. And then you have Ooh. what's the last one? I just see those three. But the okay, so this store has three available. Well, kind of anteater, rabbit, and putter. But the rabbit is all sold out. I need to get my uh, okay. Okay, there you go. Oh, yeah, the 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 drawings on the right. I should have known. Um, here, let me give you the link. Do do do. So they have, I think this looks like it's five different designs. One, oh, two, wow, there's three, a lot more. Four, yeah, yeah, six different designs. Anteater, rabbit, golfer, uh, fisherman, and swans, swimmers. Right. And uh, it looks like it's either etched or just printed pictures on them. Yeah, I, I, don't, I would not trust that these would last super long. <laughs> Well, I mean, if if they are lasered, they will last a long time. Maybe. Right? So it depends on what they are. But these uh, are the Sailor Profit pens. Which one's more profitable? The rabbit. <laughs> yes, the rabbit. Definitely. That one's sold out at this one store. So, yeah. Um, this is a fun one. I would. It's also a good pickup pen. I mean, it comes in a kit. It comes with a cartridge converter. The pen itself. Oh god, this is sour. (laughs) You keep drinking. uh, My little water. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Okay. So there's nothing on the nib, right? It's just a uh, just a very. It looks like a very very undecorated. It is an extremely undecorated sailor pen nib. Yeah. It just stamped. I, I, <laughs> they were just stamped the metal and just left it be. It looks like full. It just looks like sheet metal. That's so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basic, basic record, like basic manufacturing prop. But uh, it is practices. nice that it seems to come with the ink, which is nicer Correct. than the Kakuno, which comes with cartridges. This one actually gives you a converter and a bottle. You get the full package. Right. Yeah. You get a converter, a bottle, and a fountain pen. That's so not bad. You can, you can actually start using the pen the instant you receive the package. And it gets you directly into the hobby, right? Like, because Sailor wants you to buy the ink. Right. Because, they, well, Sailor sells a lot of ink, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Sailor is, their ink is really good. I like that. I wish they decorated the nib a little bit more because I love how, like, I would not have bought the Kakuno if it didn't have the smiley face on the nib. Mm, okay. I like that. I like that there's something interesting with the nib. Um, Cause I mean, the Kakuno nib is also very boring, but the etched smiley face makes it something interesting. Just when you look at it, right? Yeah. I, I, I wish they went that extra step, but at the same time, the fact that they offer it as a full package is really nice. Yeah. All right. So with that said, we also have a, um, I think you're talking about the uh, green sailor. It's a, it's a new, it's another limited edition sailor. (laughs) 
it, okay. I literally just went to the Nibsbit website, right? Is, uh-huh. is this pen's uh, percentage keep getting lower and lower and lower? Uh, in terms of is the price dropping because no one's buying it? Yes. It's possible. Because I remember last time I was looking at I think this is 30%. <laughs> anyway, if you're wondering, this is on the Nibsbit website and uh, the very first thing he advertised is 40% off on the Platinum King Shoe pen. So if you want that pen specifically, it is now 40% off. Oh, wow. On the Nibsmith. It's on a big clearance sales. It's a red pen with the... Um, uh, with the... What's the best way to, for me to say it? With the plastic kind of formed and etched into what oh, Japanese one. think about like a very sunset spring or fall, sunset fall. I actually really do like this pen. Like I actually really like the design of it. Well, um, now it's 40% off. It's a little bit outside of my, cause I have enough, I have a lot of pens already, so I don't want to, I wouldn't drop it on right now, but I think if I were coming into the hobby with less pens, this would mm-hmm. be a total bargain. Yeah. This is an interesting pen, the green one that you showed me. Yeah. Um, a green is a hard color for pens, my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's especially in Japan and in America, actually, I think green pens are one of the least purchased pens. Yeah. And, and green uh, is a, green is not a very common ink color either, right? Because you your usual also ones not are a black. Very common car color too. Like there's really <laughs> any car that's green. So like overall, it's not a very commonly used color for mm-hmm. items. And, and uh, as someone who is uh, you know a lightly red green color blind, like green is is a is a complex color to add to something like a pen. Um, but when I saw this, I was like, I actually really like how they use the green here with the gold. Um, overall, I really actually, oh my, I actually really like this color. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's nice. It has a very slight pearlescent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, this really reminds me of a card paint job, to be honest with you guys. Oh, yeah. I can see what you're saying. It. It's like a very dark green pearlescent color that reminds me of a Cars metallic paint job. Mm-hmm. And it has a metallic grip section. The pen is called a Knight to E4. <laughs> and it's a North American exclusive. Ooh. And the, uh, the nib of this is a little bit more ornate than other, than your standard sailor nib. Right. I'm like, ah, but four four sixty is 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 a lot, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really nice. I this is this might be one of the few, if not only, green pens I've seen that I genuinely really like, and would consider getting. Yeah. So. And the uh, the tip, the uh, finial for mm-hmm. the pen, they changed it from the typical sailor one. It's now a knight from the checker. Oh, yes, yes. At the, at, yeah. at the very top, yeah. 
at the top. So it's pretty cool. I would say it's pretty cool. Okay. And I also saw these, which are catering to your favorite color. Yeah, but you know, when open it, another 40% off. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> they really want you to get that pen. The uh, Mamba limited edition? Yeah. They, I'm not sure about this one, to be honest with you. I, I So I showed it to you because I was very interested at the blue-coated gold nib. <laughs> it didn't even load for me. Give me a second. Let me see. I'm looking at it right now. Interesting. Okay. Um, I wonder how they did this. Because if they painted this... It's going to rub off. It's going to rib off. But if a heat treated this to blue, it may stay for a long, long while. And if you use titanium and... Uh, if you use titanium and anodized it or just heat treated, it will last a long time too. Let me see what they did to this. Yeah. But so anyways, it's... Uh, so Aurora put out a couple pens that are blue themed. And I noticed that like... They're gold nibs, and the nibs are. It seems like it. I mean, to me, it looks kind of like they were powder coated blue. Um, it's a very 18K interesting K nib. I'm not sure how they did this, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And they all have this 18K nib that's this like deep blue. I think the other one, this one here, is like a the the Terra the Terra version. Their mm -hmm. nib isn't a matte; it's a it's like a shiny blue. So different finishes. Okay, there we go. Uh, Gulit offers a little more detail. It's a blue PVD treatment. What does that mean? Um, PVD coating. It is a. It what's the best way to say it? The is the evaporative process. It's, it's kind of like. Uh, twenty four with uh, plating. Mm hmm. But you use a little bit more material. You get a little more material. I'm not sure this is the right way to say it, to be honest with you. But basically, the, the, the coat bonds better than a normal just spray-on coat. Like, much, much better. Okay. And uh, they, they, they basically coat it with very fine layers of material. And they... It, Basically, you will add almost minimum amount of uh, thickness to material. Uh, however, it will protect or change the color of its stuff quite a bit. I know this because I use this for Knife's Edge too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the, the, some of the newer knives has this kind of coating as well. Um, this is the first time I've seen people use this on a fountain pen though. Yeah. 
it's that it's, cheap though this is no it's not you're looking dollars yeah going up to a thousand depending on what you get i'm not sure what's material on the outside it looks like just plastic oh, it's blue interior it doesn't really talk about the actual pen body too yeah Oh, features a dark blue. What the heck is this? Uh, I'm sorry. I have no idea how to pronounce these. Guliochi. Gyoshe? Yeah, what is this? It's a, it's a kind of... Um, they use this... Uh, are you talking about the, the blue mambo one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gyoshe is like a, uh, like a patterning. I, they, it appears a lot in watches. Um, Okay, just like so. a lot of concentric circles. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, I mean, they look good, but they're not my cup of tea. <laughs> they, they, I would, I would pin these as they look interesting. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it, it, to, in my opinion, they look too blue. <laughs> At least some of them, they look a little too blue because the nib is also blue, which is very interesting. Yeah, um, it could do with some contrasting accent colors, but yeah. Well, there is the uh, Trillo Bolti, right? That's a blue demonstrator. Mm-hmm. And that pen looks pretty big. <laughs> which one? You have to. Link, you might have to link me. The Aura eighty eight Trillo Bitty fountain pen. Yeah, right here. Oh, that's the demonstrator one. Yeah, yeah this, one. this one this one was the one where I was like, this one actually looks pretty good. It's a little more sophisticated because it's just the nib uh, and just like the, the pen clip and stuff. And it's a matte dark blue, so it looks really uh, sophisticated. But that nib is really blue. <laughs> yes, like, it is. Really, the nib, the... Uh, the... The finial around, the middle band around it. Yeah. They're all really blue. <laughs> Goulet did a really good picture with this one. Like, that looks fantastic. Yeah, I think they're pretty... They're stepping on their picture game lately quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, they really they really have a... I mean, their pictures are always excellent, which reminds me, I have to take some pictures of my pens too, but... Um, <laughs> but... At... $895. That is a high asking price. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not cheap. No. No, it is not. Although I've had my eye on getting an Aurora pen for a while now. I I've, I like their design. Uh, I uh, think uh, they are... They will be one of my... I'll buy it once and I'll... Stop pen. <laughs> you You want to sample their design aesthetic, but that's it. Yeah, I'll just keep one as a specialized pen, and that's probably the end of it. But I haven't I haven't seen one that will grab my attention my attention immediately and say, "Oh my god, I have my I must have it." So Where is I'll keep I had, it on the back burner. Yeah, I I had a, an Aurora demonstrator at some point saved, um, but you know, at some point maybe in the future. Yeah. <laughs> After after this episode, you got me very interested again in getting a Conid. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I will be waiting whenever those go back on sale. Or whenever they start manufacturing them again. Yep. 
Yep. Hopefully, hopefully this month or next month. They're supposed to return last month or two oh, months okay. ago. So <laughs> who knows what their schedule is, man? With the uptake of COVID again, who knows? I mean, at this point, it it it, it has become an 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 endemic problem. Yeah, so I think some manufacturer that was pretend that was preparing to return to normal ones mm-hmm. will probably continue to be a PPE manufacturer at this point of stage. Hmm. I mean, there's money to be made there. Yep, that also reminds me. Like, I may need to buy. Yeah, it's okay. I'll mention. I'll, I'll talk to you offline about this. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about that later. Yeah. All right, our very last topic, and it is a uh, semi-heavy one. Um, it's regarding to the needlers, the needlers ink controversies, mm-hmm. and uh, there is really no good way around it, <laughs> per se. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just let's if, just if you don't if you don't want to listen to depressing topics, uh, uh, this will be the last topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just considered as the last topic. Um, but um, they didn't release this recently. In fact, this is a fairly old ink, uh, mm-hmm. a, couple, a year or two old. Just someone decided to dug it up, and in case anyone's wondering, this is a very they, it is a very anti-Semitic label. Anti-Semitic. Uh, yeah. So, Frank, you showed this to me earlier this week, um, and I had to. I mean, you we had you had to like introduce to me like why this was anti-Semitic because I had no idea that this was a thing. It. Okay, so here's the interesting thing, right? Um, for what's the best word for me to say? There is we we live in a really relatively interconnected world, and yes. uh, so there we there's a lot of culture clashes, and mm-hmm. in terms of in time on top of culture clashes, there's different histories of different um, countries. So certain aspect of our listener were like we're our listeners across the globe, right? Mm-hmm. So some of them is probably more sensitive to this topic than the others. Yes. And some people know, some people don't. I personally I was aware of it, but I was never aware to this level. <laughs> like <laughs> It is one of those things that you you just listen and you glance over. Yes. But of course, if you're the target of those harassments, you will definitely not forget. Mm-hmm. And what this one is, is uh, two horns on a Jewish uh, banker. And uh, having drawing horns on the Jewish banker is a fairly uh, common racist portrait of, a uh, prejudice portrait of a Jewish uh, people. Jewish people, yeah. Yeah, so, and of course, uh, the the guy that makes the ink will say he 
he's he is claiming innocence. He's he, or at least the the idea is that he's claiming passionate political stances, not necessarily racism. Yeah, he is saying no, no. On this one, he's he actually said that he. I think he's not sure of the meaning. He say, but basically, oh, he's claiming he's, he's claiming ignorance to it. Yes, yeah. So he's claiming that oh. he didn't know he's hurting this many people on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, he, he really is saying this. To be honest with you, I mean, there's because a lo- <laughs> this is not the first time he got a kickback on on these kind of stuff, and uh, it's not the first time. Mm-hmm. And I hope this is the last time. By knowing this guy's probably not the last time. Probably not. And the issue comes up with the. Uh, um, I mean, if if you want to look into the history of Newler's Inc., they actually Newler announced an apology letter. I'll be honest with you; I believe this is a big portion of it is profit driven. Right, because a number of people are in outrage, and if he loses a lot of buyers, then you know, yeah, he's out of business. He's out of business. Um, some people are. <sighs> Some people are also frustrated with the fact that there are certain companies that still carry, carry, carry Newer's Inc. Mm-hmm. And um, so my, my question is, Collins, like, to you, what mean, to what point do you consider a, uh, I think this is to go back to our first topic as well, Wait, to what point do you consider a boycott? To what extent are you willing to boycott a company? I mean, look, you noodlers, this label, if people don't know, like the label that was put on this red fountain pen ink is very hatefully charged. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, like there's like the Russian communist sign on it. There's a, I think I'm pretty sure that's an Apache uh, helicopter. Um, there's, there's clearly some bad emotions behind this, and not to mention that it's a red ink. Um, it's hard to believe that this did not come from some held biases from someone. Um. And to put that on a product takes guts, I will say. It takes a lot of balls to put that on to put that on a product. Um, and if that is their political stance or that is their belief system, like I would not be able to support this company. <laughs> um There, there's a difference between like making like like let's say you put, you know, let's say there was a a ram, like an animal ram somewhere in this, and then that for some reason was juxtaposed on something else, and like yeah maybe you could say that that was a mistake or something like that, but no, this is clearly done with intent. <laughs> That's. I think for this case, uh, for all of all the pen sellers, uh, the fountain pen sellers, Gulit is probably the biggest one to get caught. Yes. In this. 
Goulet, I mean, Goulet was... Like, because... I, like, I would not have known about Nullers had it not been for Goulet. That's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, because I think Goulet is one of the biggest um, advertiser for Nullers because uh, Brian Goulet and I believe Nathan Teroff are... They know each other for a while. And yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty good friends. They're good, pretty good friends with pretty good terms. And... Uh, which is fine. That's their personal level and their, yeah. their personal relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just because of that, they got more or less get caught in crossfires. Yes. And uh, like I just posted to you the uh, the Lillard's response is the recent label of Walker Green and uh, Banaka Red has been to the public as me bringing anti-Semitic this is not the case. I'm sorry to all the people who these labels offended and never is my intention to do so. Well, I'm ignorant of all the time that of it at the time that I created it. I now recognize this label unintentionally make of anti-Semitic imagery and I pulling this image to the world empower anti-Semitism uh, and I pulling this image into the world empowering anti-Semitism and I will not make this mistake again. Um... He has to to his defense. He does issue a series of changes to his ink label, mm-hmm. and he also said that he's making a three thousand six hundred dollar to the uh, Anti Defamation League ADL uh, in donations. But uh, I, I honestly think this is a little bit too little, too late. Especially hmm. when none a lot of this ink has being circling around the pen com- the pen committee for a while I, I mean we talk about Neuters in here on our podcast yes, a couple of times we do. too I'll be completely honest with you and a lot of these are stuff that I also remember seeing like there, there's here and there a little bit of some people saying that they will not buy new others ink, they will not buy new other stuff due to the past experiences or his past statements or due to the type of person he didn't tear off us. Uh, but uh, I was not fully aware to the extent of it until so, we saw this bottle yeah, label. Yeah, yeah, this this one is really bad to be honest with you. Um, there, there's also the one that's Tenement Squares, and you can argue both ways. Like, like there, there are other stuff that you you can have different interpretation of his intent. The, uh, the, the Bernanke red is there's just no excuse for it. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> there there really isn't. So, um, so my quest, so my 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 statement in regard to boycott is, I'll be completely outright here and there say that. Uh, in my opinions, um, some people like to say that you want to separate the artist from the art. Mm-hmm. Um, in today's digital world and today's social media world, I would say this is extremely difficult and pretty much impossible because due to social media, the artist's art is what empowers them 
to have a statement in the world mm -hmm. and to to push and recommending the art or their own work in a sense you are first of all giving him humiliations giving him money to continue doing what he does and second of all you're giving him a bigger platform to do what he does absolutely agree so from my own point of my own my own point of view uh stating forwards uh, i will try to avoid <laughs> talk about new other stuff to the maximum of my abilities some people will probably maybe like a year or two in the future um if he does look like he 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 changed where he's uh, working for the better and we, we may brought back. But for the time being, it's just, I, I think I'll refrain from mentioning Nuller's products for a long, long while. Right. Um, it, it's good to be interesting because Noodlers was, or at least Noodlers was one of the first couple inks that, actually, no, I think it is the first bottle of ink I ever bought. Uh, right. Um, so it, it's interesting that like I, I'm totally on board with you on um, kind of downplaying or not not talking about noodlers as much because of this because it was like the first the ink that I got um, but yeah I think uh, yeah with that being said though mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> on a slightly happier note if you do have Nuller's ink lying around, many, many bottles of it, like some of us, some people do in the community, you don't have to throw it away. It, it, like some people are trying to pour it down the drain. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. honestly, you're going to kill your ecosystem because it has fungicides and stuff in there. Um, you don't have to pour it away. You don't have to pour it down the drain. Um, there are... I believe on Reddit thread, at least in USA, there are teachers that try to uh, teach their teach kids the um, try to introduce fentanyl to kids. No, oh. and I think personally, it is a if you don't want to anything to do with the ink anymore, it is a good idea to find them and donate to them. Of course, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Of course, on the ink that has. Yeah, don't donate Bernanke Red to school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Make sure you remove the label. In fact, if you want to... Just remove, remove the label. all the labels. And just donate the ink by itself. You, yeah. you can use them. I mean, honestly, you already paid the money. You already been using it right now. There's no point throwing away into trash and just waste it. Um, you... And this goes for like a, a lot of like these kinds of products, right? Like, um, yeah, like if you if a company does something that you fundamentally disagree with, um, I would personally no, just stop buying from them. But that's not true. Like, if there was a, I, this is hypothetically speaking, right? Like, if there was a pen company that came out that they were, uh, you know, um murdering uh committing genocide right like let's say i'm not going to name a pen company but let's just say that i had a pen and that company turned out to be committing mass genocide i probably would probably dump that pen <laughs> <laughs> i probably would 
You'd probably throw it away. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Pen, in my mind, I mean, ink is a little different because number one, if I load my pen with Noodler's Black, I am not advertising the fact that I am supporting Noodler's. I am simply using the ink. So that I think that's what makes the difference here. So you're saying that because the pen's design is tied to the pen, you, it's really hard to disassociate yes. the designs now, of the stuff with it. Right. Like, obviously, like, this, I'm not saying that this is true, but, La like, Lamy has a very unique design. Like, it's identifiable from a long distance. If Lamy came out as doing something really terrible, um, like, you know, like, they're, or, like, if they, I don't want to say this because Lamy is a good company, but, like, if Lamy came out and said that they were revitalizing Nazi Germany or something like that, maybe I wouldn't be using a Lamy pen because it is so clearly identifiable. But Lamy's not doing that. And Noodlers as an ink, like you can't tell when you're using it necessarily. Yeah. I mean, so that's a that's that's an interesting issue, right? So if you want to do cancel or if you want to uh, <laughs> boycott something, how far would you go, really? Uh, that's something that we probably have to find a balance of because uh, personal experience, um, we have a electro electronics manufacturer called Siemens. Uh-huh. Right? Yes. I know for a fact, and the Siemens rep themselves mentioned it, that uh, some of their engineers around the globe still refuses to use Siemens electrical switchgear. Okay. Because back in World War II. Okay. And to the engineer's defense, the engineer, what the engineer told the manufacturer is he will understand if you guys even try to not downplay the history, but at least change something so you are no longer be associated with it. Siemens didn't do that. In fact, they still use the same middle plate with the same look, the same font, to my understanding. So, so I mean, there's, there's a couple of different ways that a company can take this, right? And I'm not going to be the gatekeeper on what is okay and not okay. But I can say that, like... I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Lamy has come out and said that they, they they were connected to the Nazi Party in the past, were they not? Most European companies were connected to Nazis in the past, right? To a certain extent, to some certain extent, but they have they have made they have taken stances against that. I wouldn't even say taking a stance. Um, a lot of companies, they actually just try to cover up that portion of the history. They don't even mention it. Mm -hmm. Like, if the, if a company is heavily involved, if you look at the company history, a lot of times you will see their activity in 1911, 1910, 1930, 1940, and then blank. Mm-hmm. Right, 1930, 1935, and then it went blank. 
<laughs> and and they restarted nineteen like sixties. Meaning that they they've clearly distanced themselves from that portion of time, and they're effectively saying that that was a different company, and 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 we are we are a different company from that, right? That's, I mean, I don't know. It's it's See, that's, taking that's, some stance. It's it's. I'm not even sure it's taking a stance. We're just trying. To, it's making some kind of it's statement. It's distancing itself from the history. Yes. In a sense. Some people will say that's not enough and they apologize for it. But at the same time, I, I don't think they have a choice in that matters back then. Um, and what you're saying is that Siemens isn't, isn't even going that far. No, that's that's what engineers complaining. Like the Siemens still using the same exact thing all the way back then. So that that's why Siemens getting boycotted by some. But going back to what I was talking about with like companies and complicated pasts, right? Like yeah, uh, I I believe Toshiba had a complicated past with uh, uh, interned American soldiers during World War II. Platinum has a similar path too. Right. Because if I recall correctly, <laughs> Platinum used to um, um their factory was cut off and had to be uh, for had to join the war effort into mm -hmm. making military parts, to my understanding. So a yeah. lot of the, the long standing company we have nowadays are were military involved. Due to the circumstances, and it doesn't necessarily have to be there supporting it, but just due to the circumstances, you're either with the country or not. Yeah. And during wartime, if you're not, it's basically treason. So, I mean, my opinion on stuff like that is that, like, not that you need to necessarily turn a blind eye to everything, but like, th there is a difference between a per one singular person's ideology putting it on a product and a corporate year entity 2022 yes and a corporate entity that did that was a part of a government sponsored thing in you know 1940s and they're clearly not the same company anymore right so um i i think similar Ideas can be applied to uh, new order source, a lot of the company, um, modern company as well. I mean, give it time. I wouldn't say boycott a brand forever, but until you, you, you can notice they're doing better. You I, can you can vote with your money, right? Like, right. if like, Nuvers is doing like this them. right now, don't buy their products. If they make a change that you can I identify with and that you can agree with and you still like their products... You know, we'll see what happens. Yep, I agree with that. All right. With that being said, uh, <laughs> uh, well, listeners, we're sorry that we end on a heavier note again, but uh, I think this is something in the Philippine uh, world that we probably have to uh, have to discuss, feel obligated to discuss in some sense. It needs so, to be talked about. <laughs> yes, and uh, hopefully, we won't not have another episode like this anytime soon the drama between twist speeds and new alerts and stuff but uh oh man this is a drama filled month i mean it's a heavy month right now like we're going the world is going through some heavy stuff monkey box yeah <laughs> monkey mm. box 
I don't know what's going to happen to that, but we'll see what happens. Everyone stay inside. Everyone feel. Uh, there's an uptake in COVID here in 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 this area. In California, right? yeah. Yeah. Because I, I got my first... I, I just had to send out a, a sick letter to all students that went to your class on Saturday. This is the first time they do it ever since the COVID outbreak. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Like, generally, teachers and parents are pretty safe themselves. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time to actually send an email to everybody. So, um, yeah, everyone, stay safe and stay uh, stay happy, <laughs> I say. Keep a positive uh, outlook. And, yes. Uh, and there, there is good news to be had out there. Yes. There, there, there's good things in life that you can enjoy. And uh, don't let our latest podcast bring you down. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next uh, two weeks' times. All right. All right. Goodbye. See you.